0: back to another episode of Dazed and Disturbed. Hi everybody, I'm back. Yes, we are a show that talks about the spooky things, the funny things, and the things that make me, you know, the things that just catch my interest. And I am so happy to be back. I missed all of you wonderful people. its It's been a while. I, I have been training in the mountains to understand life. I've been sitting on beaches and like sitting under waterfalls and actually like figuring out who I am and I found out I'm fucking lame dude it it's amazing how I how I figure this out I I have been doing a lot of self what is it called self searching soul searching and I'm doing it with the the sounds of music Mm. and I just visited one of my cousins and we've been just cranking out our old EDM music, like music playlists, like I've been listening to Dead Mouse, I've been listening to Borgore, I've been listening to uh, Daft Punk can be considered cool too, some sometimes. But thinking of those, listening to that kind of music, it made me want to do another episode on DJs, DJing in general, and the DJ culture and what 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 does it mean to be a DJ? So I wanted to find some mostly local artists. And I actually have a few that are willing to do an interview with me today. So, without further ado, today I have with me a beautiful, beautiful person named OMG Jojo. Hello. There he is, how you doing, man? (laughs) I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm glad to hear, I'm glad to hear. Why OMG Jojo?
1: So, it was a really old name, back when I started playing League of Legends, when it first came out, and yeah. my friend, I always used to do all these crazy plays, and my friends were like, oh my god, Jojo, and then it just stuck to me. So, I'm just using my gamer tag.
0: <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> hey, that's actually original as hell, dude. What, yeah. Who did you use to main in, in, in League?
1: I used to main Lee Sin. I, I used
0: to be a jungle main. So. Oh, you're an asshole yeah. then. IRL, <laughs> that's cool. That's good to know. Um, yeah. Well, there you have it, everybody. That's why OMG Jojo's here. He's 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 saying that he's one of the most kick-ass people you'll ever see online. And I'm gonna state, I'm gonna stamp that with that. Um, we have the one the only yram TL up Oh wait is it yram 418 or just yram
2: It's just yram is the artist the 418 is just the discord name
0: Oh well, I didn't know that don't add him on discord don't add him on discord do not bully (laughs) this man he is a good he's a good chap as far as i know so everybody i I just want to know what and now i want to know why ram how'd you come up with your name
2: all right so this is a wonderfully dumb story
0: fun i love um (laughs) so i don't know if y'all
2: remember back around like 2012 when uh the weird genre witch house was kind of a thing. Um, And all of those people were determined to make their names as like, not search engine optimized as humanly possible. Like (laughs) the names all had like weird symbols in them that you had to like, you know, use like, just find on the internet even to be able to type. Uh, And it was like, you know, things like, you know, the word like, ooh, with like random capitalized letters and something. Uh, and so I was really into that back then, and I would just, like, type dumb stuff with, like, symbols in it in Facebook, just as statuses, just to be weird. Uh, and then one day I was using one of those, like, random, like, generators that you find on the internet, like a random Facebook status generator. Okay. And I was just hitting refresh on it over and over again, and the word WIRUM in all capitals, with, like, spaces between, and a triangle instead of the A, popped up. And I was like, I think that's my first Yes, Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's my first name.
0: That's cool. So you, you have one of those names that are like, you know, in the metal, like the metal world, they have those names that look like tree ranches and they're just like, all right, cool. That's that's the name. Yeah. yeah. What is Witch House, by the way?
2: Uh, Witch House is not house music. Witch House is like kind of a subgenre of like trap EDM, I guess. But it's just meant to be really... Spooky and very distorted sounding. Um, It's not a lot of people are doing it anymore. It was kind of a bit of a flash in the pan genre, unfortunately. But it was fun.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, I mean, you're not still doing it, are? Still, still, I I never
2: actually made any witches
0: myself. You're just, you're just trying to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, man. And we also have the wonderfully amazing Lucy Stoner. Hey. There she is. Hi. There she is. How How you doing?
3: I'm
1: good. <laughs> mm. Mm
0: your last name really is stoner because that's fucking no. awesome
3: and my first name not really lucy but oh,
0: let's leave it at that everybody
3: <laughs> so most people always think that my dj name is like a weed reference which it's not although that's like a fun play on words uh so i'm like really well known for playing like what people call my friends call like aggressive booty music so it's a lot of like samples <laughs> from miami bass and like ghetto tech and things like that um but I do it, I'm also like a gender sexuality studies scholar. Um, and so oh. I do it in like kind of a, like reclaiming of a lot of that music yeah. kind of way. So anyways, the the name is in reference to, there's this first wave feminist figure. Her name is Lucy Stone. Um, she's known for doing a lot of things, but one of the main things she was known for was like not taking her husband's last name when she got married. She was like the first woman to kind of popularize this. And she had a bunch of women who followed her um, in this practice and in kind of other things that she had done towards the feminist movement, and they were called Lucy Stoners, and so a friend of mine was telling me this story and was like, Lucy Stoner would be a great name for like an artist. At the time I was in like a a digital hardcore band, uh, and so I took it and then once I got into DJing the name just kind of went with me and uh, so yeah, really nerdy historical first wave feminist reference.
0: You know, I was going to ask, like, oh, first of all, girl, girl power, girl power. <laughs> so Lucy Stoner is the reason that I can't name my cat. I can't have my cat's last, like have my last name. It has to be my girlfriend's last name. That's cool. I kn- Now I know who, who I'm like, oh, I can't have the um, Los Monstros as, as, as my cat's last name. That's sad. But okay. I'm glad to hear. Cause I was, I was going to ask you like, wait, is that the feminist or is it because you like pot? But thank you. That,
3: that's a little bit <laughs> I mean, of history I- for you guys. It's a fun little double entendre, but yeah, it's in reference to Lucy Stone.
0: I, I honestly, I love it. I was just like, that's when I saw your name for the first time, I'm like, this chick's cool. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> and I, uh, quick side note because Wiren was talking about, um, his, his witch house love music. Um, how did you guys fall into your, your pr- music preferences? Like, how did you fall into like whatever style of music you you like now, or that you, you, you play live, rather? So let's start with Lucy, since you were going on.
3: Yeah, um, I mean, I went to my first rave in 1999. I'm really dating myself here, Shit. and um, <laughs> was like really drawn at the time to happy hardcore, uh-huh. and, and but I came from the punk scene. And so when I found breakcore, I really found like a a type of music that I love. And I was in the breakcore scene for a really long time. Um, But I also really like just like fun, silly, bouncy, dancey music. And so like my earliest project was actually like an Ableton Live DJ sort of live remix project. And I was taking like funk music and like Brazilian booty music and like layering like broken up breakbeats over it. And then over time, uh, just kind of really finding that I'm a, I'm a very multi-genre uh, DJ, but that my sweet spot is kind of in that place where aggressive sounds, but like stuff that makes you move your butt, like me together. <laughs> and that led me to a lot of like um, UK music, uh, as well as some, you know, kind of harder American music styles, but Yeah, I kind of made my way into breakcore, and then was like, I like it here, but it's too serious. And then made my way more into like party music, I guess. I
0: I don't know why I I listened to uh, a few of your songs. Whoo. It it sounds like fighting game music or like racing game (laughs) music. And the way I pictured listening to your music, I have to be on like the best cocaine ever go and John Wick oh, fuck the shit out of a club and like beat the shit out of everybody and just have so much freaking like rage that I just start doing the monkey in the middle of the dance floor after everyone's been John Wick I'm like t's, t's,
1: t's, yeah yeah motherfucker, yeah
0: so I, I I cannot wait to to show everybody I, I'll show this this later but I cannot wait to show everybody your music it's fun it's happy it's I and you wanna you wanna be violent with it it's it's ear violence, is what I want to dub it.
3: <laughs> it I'm, is eardrum assault. I have described my music that way before.
0: I think that's where I got it from. I think it was from like one of your like Instagram posts. Like it's ear assault. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that that fucking makes sense.
3: But, but like in the best way
0: possible. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, no, I mean this, in, in <laughs> like the, like the absolute best. Way. Like I want people to go check it out. I want people to like have a nosebleed when they listen to this in a good way. Again, after they do cocaine. I'm not kids. I'm not. Con- I don't
3: condone that yeah, at all. But the music of- can make you feel like that, and
0: I. We, and with this music, you can. Now, w- YRAM, your mm. preference of your fell into your preference of music. How and why, Like, what? What is your music preference called? Like, what do you? What do you? What do you dub your music?
2: So the music that I've been making recently, I would call probably like big beat revival breaks. Um, I make some electro too. Um, I wasn't raving in the 90s, uh, but <laughs> I did go, you know, I've been probably going since like kind of the late 2000s, um, but I did, you know, I was have been really into kind of style of music for a long time. Um, in high school, I was a metalhead basically oh, through yeah. and through, but from that, I got into like um, industrial music and electronic body music. Um, and then through that, I got into bands like the Chemical Brothers and like the Prodigy. Um, and then, you know, through that, I then sort of got into the rest of kind of the EDM world, I guess. Um, so
3: many of us came from either yeah. like the punk or the metal scene. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that about the rave scene. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's pretty great. Um, but yeah, you know, I've been sort of experimenting. I've been producing music for a while now. Um, and i did it after i got into djing and i got into djing in the first place because uh in college i wanted to be able to make a bit of extra money and you can make a decent amount of money just playing at like sorority formal events or like frat parties and stuff like that um so that was fun and then uh my friends wanted me to make hip-hop beats for them and i found out that i was not really good at that uh, but then I sort of branched out into the music that I actually wanted to listen to, and I've been, you know, producing for probably like a decade now. So
0: Jesus yeah. Christ, you're old. I'm just kidding. now you're not old. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> I think we're the same age. So good, good. We're not old. We're 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 just getting younger.
2: Super young, all of us. Yes.
0: <laughs> Paul, shut the fuck up. You're like ancient as hell, dude. What the fuck? This guy is like, he's his. He has a signed Bible from Jesus Christ himself. Like I'm, I'm so happy for this guy. <laughs> also, it could, I, I, <laughs> it could be worth millions. It could be worth only hundreds, only to the people who, who love that mythical book, dude. It's it was it's beautiful. And you, so do you ever branch out to other other? Uh, Why do you ever branch out to other music, like besides like the hip hop stuff? Like, do you ever like doing those kind of like musics in, during your set?
2: Uh, when I DJ now, I'll pretty much play whatever I want, depending on where I'm DJing. Um, I've been course. doing a lot of live streams and I, you know, sometimes don't like playing the same songs or the same genre, like twice in like a sort of short ish period of time. Yeah. So I'll do one set that's like all acid house. Um, I'll do another set that's like, you know, progressive house that I like. I'll do another set later. That's like uh synth wave or like, you know, um, Just I just like finding music that I enjoy and kinda you know, I'll come up with DJ sets of that and
0: it's a lot of fun. You had me at Synthwave, dude. I I just fell in love with like new wave music and I'm like, Oh, where has this been all my fucking life? Hell yeah. And OMG JoJo I'm just gonna call you Jojo, it's 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 just easier to remember me. (laughs) And how did you fall into your your musical preference?
1: yeah so my musical preference is trance music Ooh, and how I, how I found it was like i guess my early undergrad days when you know i was crunching like trying to write up papers and i'm like i need some music to like get me going and at the time like there was this uh, internet radio called uh digitally imported and they had a bunch oh, of yeah. trance mixes that i really enjoyed And as I got on through through the life, you know, like I would just keep listening to this music through like, you know, playing my video games, like writing papers and all that stuff. And it it became like, I guess, part of my life kind of thing. So eventually I became interested in trying to mix it as well too. And it got me like going to all these uh, parties and events and seeing how people like danced and interacted with it. It was cool.
0: You're seeing people doing like the two-step and you're like you know what i like that you're cool
3: <laughs> yeah
0: hey, your music i mean i've always been a huge fan of trance music because that's the kind of music i'm like you know what i just want to sit home chill out drink a drink my drink a glass of wine and just be like you said like play a video game or just read a book or yeah. or whatever but like i I I do love trance music and I do love the the fact that you're like oh I'm, I'm more of am a, a trance guy I'm like I mean don't get me wrong Lucy Stoner you're you're amazing YRM, you're amazing too but oof, trance music Oof. it's it's it still it still has a, a special place in my heart because I, I have a lot of memories of that. That's the
1: thing that yeah, I would Luke. say. That's a Sorry. I'm I'm just gonna jump in here because I'm
2: the editor.
0: And I you yeah, fucking yeah. rude <laughs> bastard! He uh, was in the middle of something. That, that's
2: that's <laughs> but that's the thing about like just just electronic music in general like the umbrella term of electronic music is that there's a genre for everything for everybody for every situation for every whatever yeah if, if, if you want to get hyped up you got lucy stoner if you want to chill out you got jojo if you want i'm not sure exactly what <laughs> does because i've never heard that type of music but if if you want that it's there and and that's that's sort of what's amazing about electronic music
0: I like the fact too that JoJo's like, you know what? I like this kind of music. I wanna hear this kind of music. I'll make this fucking kind of music so I can chill out to it. So do you ever, Joe? Did you ever go back and like just like use your music to chill out with?
1: Oh yeah, all the time.
0: You are like, connoisseur, you are a kick ass yeah. dude.
1: <laughs> like you have to live and breathe that music to really feel it, kind of thing.
0: So you, you, you do like sitting there and like listen to your own mixes and just like chilling out and do whatever the hell you do, right? Yeah,
1: that's but funny. usually I'm like self-analyzing because I still want to master DJing as well too because I've only been doing this for like what like five six years now and I still have a lot to learn
0: about it. Of course. We're always going to be students. Yeah. We're always going to be students throughout the life and you're, you'll always find something new that someone else can teach you and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, what you guys have all been on a stage, correct? Even if it was like the frat party or it was like a, a live festival. Yep. Yeah,
3: yeah, yep. a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> Lucy, you, you don't
0: count. You, you don't fucking count. I mean, you, you count. You count. Girl power for sure. But how how do you feel when you guys get up on stage? Because I, I can't. Ima- I mean, I've been on stages to like do like act like like acted and stuff like that. But I've never done like an actual music set where like all eyes are on you. How does that feel for you guys?
1: For me. I usually get, like, the nervous, like, feeling, right? Yeah. I just need to talk to a friend, like, an hour before the set or something. Like, it's like, dude, I'm, I'm so nervous. I, I, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. It's like, But now it's, like, perfectly normal because the way you're feeling this kind of, like, I guess butterflies in your stomach mm-hmm. is, like, yo, I really love doing this and it makes me feel alive kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then once I go and perform, everything is fine. It's so smooth. Like, you know, you're, you're in that state. That flow state, pretty much. Hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Well, L- Lucy, would you wanna you wanna add to that? Because
3: yeah, I mean, I it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. It doesn't matter if you're playing in front of five people or five hundred people. Like, if you care about what you're doing, you, then you're nervous before you go up. Of course. And uh, and yeah, I get like even to this, you know, to this day, like every show. It doesn't matter how prepared or how like I'm nervous, and then as soon as you get up there and your first tune plays, and you remember like, I'm playing this music because I love it, um, people, a lot of people, I'm like a very extrovert-y extrovert extrovert, uh, so I get a lot of energy from doing it, mm-hmm. but people ask me, um, they ask me a lot about my stage presence because apparently I have, I have one that's fun. And they're like, how do you, like, what are your tips? And I was like, I literally only have one tip, and this is my whole philosophy about DJing, is like, I'm throwing a party for myself, but everybody's invited to come with me. So like, I'm not worrying about what I think they're going to like, like, obviously I'm trying to play to the mood of the party or, or, you know, what's going on, but like, I'm there throwing myself a party with all of my favorite music and I'm there to hear my music on a big sound system. And anybody who wants to party with me is invited. Um, and I think that mentality and that feeling of just like having a party on stage is, is one of the best feelings in the world. It's unmatchable. You can't. You can't get that feeling from anything else.
0: Honestly, that's a wonderful philosophy to have. Like, I, 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 never thought of it that way. Like, hey, yeah, like, it's for it is for you, not for everybody else. Like, you, yeah, it's it's nice to be like a people pleaser, but at the same time, I was like, no, 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 this, you're doing this for you, and or I'm doing this for me, or whoever's doing it for whoever, and that's, oh, huh, I, I actually never thought about that.
3: If there's a song you're playing and you don't love it, you shouldn't be playing it. One of my best friends is also a DJ, uh, Raver Rob, and he uses this analogy of like lucky charms. So like, you know, when you're a kid and you eat all of the like cereal pieces first so you can save the marshmallows for last because they're like the best part. Amen. He's like, your set should be all marshmallows. You should love every, like there should be no cereal in your set, it should be all marshmallows.
0: <laughs> Raver Rob, where are you? This this guy has has a, a wonderful <laughs> outlook on how to do this. Damn. Oh, uh, so Yram, what what about you? Like what, what do you usually feel when you go on 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 a set?
2: You know, when I go on stage, um I'm definitely a bit nervous beforehand mm-hmm. sometimes. Um I usually like have maybe like one or two drinks in me if I'm like out at like a nightclub or something and okay. I'm playing. Um, which helps a little bit, but I try not to be too, you know, messed up when I start because (laughs) then things could go bad. Um, but I find that I sort of forget about kind of the nervousness because I wind up sort of getting so focused on technically like what I'm doing up there. Um, I'm not going to say that I'm the most sort of technically skilled DJ in the world, but I just sort of have this ability to kind of like hyper-focus, um, on just like, oh, I got to like, you know mix and like play songs and like this is like you know what I'm thinking about I'm not even really thinking too much about like you know how much the crowd is uh
0: you know or something like that reacting
2: to me um but usually I do you know get the chance to like look up and most of the time people are having a pretty good time so
0: dude I can't wait to go to one of your I can't wait to go to all of your guys' sets I I I was trying to go to Lucy's but I got sick that night like fuck this sucks ass and then your set I think I got the the dates mixed up. I'm just a shitty person. Bottom line, I I want I'm like I'm like the the the, the, the father that's not really there. Like he wants to be there, but he's just like ah, I'm busy smoking crack. You're uh, always at work. Yeah, I'm always at work. Or my my other wife needs my right. needs my attention. Ugh. I'm I'm always waiting up for you. The, I got I got to get the milk.
1: Staring outside the window, waiting for you to come home, and I you're just not
0: there. I'd get the cigarettes, and they just they don't have my brand.
3: My brand.
0: So did you feel like this when you guys played your first I, I know like the feeling now is like melted over. You guys are you guys are kings at kings and queens, or you guys are monarchs at what you guys do. What about when you first took the stage? Like how did you get yourself up on that stage the first night you've ever played? whiskey uh, wh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right lucy go go on what what the fuck do you mean whiskey was it the dog you mean the dog whiskey?
3: no i mean honestly i don't can't even really remember because before i was even a dj I, like i was in a band and um so i've been on stage in a lot of different ways but um I don't i don't think that feeling really changes that much like you're more confident in your ability but that feeling of nerves and excitement and um just like energy is is really the same you know this is like for me like 15 years later or something from of, of per- various methods of performing in electronic dance music mm-hmm. and uh i don't really think it changes that much um which is kind of beautiful but also, you know, kind of like, oh, my God. So I'm going to feel like these nerves for the rest of my life.
0: <laughs> is, is that the general consensus what everyone else feels, too? Like, Jojo, do you, do you feel that way, too?
1: Yeah, I do. And I think if I ever lose that feeling, that's when, you know, it's time to move on to another oh. thing. But I, I love having that feeling.
0: You you love working with the nerves. You love working.
1: Yeah, I love working with the nerves. Yeah, it gives me, like, the adrenaline and all this other stuff going on, man. Like, I could just do this every day and feel alive for doing it.
0: Hmm. That's, I yeah. mean, that's, that's, that's definitely <laughs> it, a way it's to a like, weird feeling. no, yeah. I mean, it's, it's good. I mean, I know there are people that say that they work under stress, like they're really good yeah. at working under stress. And I'm like, okay, so basically it's the same feeling that you're feeling then. Yeah. But you say like, once you're in it, you're just melt into it and it, and it becomes like, exactly. you, know, you become a part of the ocean or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And YRAM, you too.
2: Yeah, I mean, I could say I definitely feel that a bit.
0: And like, it yeah. that, that's what you felt the like first time you jumped on stage. You were like, no, I, uh, I cannot do it. Well, how did you get on stage?
2: So like the first time technically I jumped on stage was at a house party probably. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I just sort of went into it kind of knowing that the stakes weren't particularly high just because it's a bunch of sort of, you know, drunk college students showing up at somebody's house. Um, I'm just going to play some songs that they like and everybody's going to have a good time. Um, It was basically exactly like that and uh, I would say that I was probably more concerned about you know, just like people like bumping into the table and knocking things over Mm. by accident versus like me actually being able to play well uh, and whether or not they were sort of into it and since I did that sort of so many times um, over the course of being a college student, I just kind of got used to you know weird things going wrong.
0: <laughs> now you now you basically, basically barricade the uh, shit out of your your set right like you yeah. just put like 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 uh, what are they called like gigantic stakes at at the at the, <laughs> you put pencils at the end of your <laughs> at the end of your set <laughs> yeah. to make sure anyone's like, oh, ah yeah. fuck.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean I've had situations where people have like stepped on a power cable and like turned everything off oh, that's... by accident. And like oh, you know, yeah, and it's you know, just weird kind of like homemade kind of sound systems. So now that like I'm playing things more often, either streaming from home or going to sort of more professional venues, I sort of have a little bit more of security knowing, okay, like nothing like too completely off the wall is gonna happen here because this is sort of a professional space, so I can kind of relax.
0: What about you, Jojo? Like, what was the what was the first time you played? What like what 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 would it, what it look like?
1: Oh, well, the first time I played, it was like a house party, house and party? it was pretty small. Yeah, like it, it felt like nothing to me because it was just like a bunch of our friends just hanging out and chilling. But the first time I really felt that like you know nervous energy was like when I actually played virtually on a uh, Final Fantasy. And yeah. <laughs> It was, like, the most wildest experience ever, and I'm, like, so grateful I went through it. I'm, I'm still doing this stuff, too, so <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, like, I would never know, like, you know, there's a virtual community out there that's willing to, like, you know, go to your stream, tune in, and party with you, mm-hmm. and it's, like, one of the most surreal feelings I ever had, so that's why I kept doing this.
0: That. That's something I really, really wanted to ask you. Like I've been like I've been bottling it in, but to, for Lucy and Wyram, I'm pretty sure they don't know this, but Omg Jojo does a lot of his sets. I don't know if a lot of them, but he, the set that I've seen, he does a lot of them on um, a game called Final Fantasy XIV. I don't understand how you got into that. I, I I I'm glad you did though. That's to me that is just bonkers that you're able to like have a set in a video game
3: yeah there's yeah. like VR raves too yeah. like I played a couple of virtual reality raves and then you know obviously the twitch scene like blew up but there's a lot of really creative and interesting ways people are DJing online right now
0: and it's yeah. it's so weird that like I mean it's not weird it's, it's cool as fuck but it's weird to see, like, hey, someone built an avatar in the game, and they're like, oh, I'm going to go adventure, I'm going to go kick some ass, and, and I'm going to go beat Ifrit. I love Final Fantasy, by the way. I'm going to go beat Ifrit and Shiva, and, like, I'm going to just fuck up these, uh, whatever the fucking gigantic, I'm going to fuck up Sephiroth, who gives a shit? But then they come in, it's like, you know what, no, I want to sit here today, and I'm going to go chill at OMG JoJo's, like, set. And people go to, like, w- what is it, like, your hut or your house in the game?
1: I would say it's a venue because there's like a whole live, uh, almost like a nightlife industry. Yeah. In, inside the game,
0: and I'm seeing a bunch of cat girls like on on like on like pillows. Like you were the night that I saw you, you were playing like some trance music, and I'm like, dude, I want to. You made me want to buy the game and just like sit there and like sit there and just <laughs> chill and listen to music because I think you're 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 uh, like above you. If you, I think somebody you looked up or something, and you had like stars on your ceiling or whatever, and like that's uber fucking cool So what why Final Fantasy 14 versus like something like VR chat or Second Life?
1: Um, I would say because you know, I made a lot of friends inside the game and I like playing for them So it's mostly for them Yeah, I mean and you know, we have our own like DJ group or management team that does like promotion and marketing, and they reach out to other people who own a clubs inside the game, and that's how we get our gigs.
0: Dude, that's does anybody have to like pay to get it? Oh, I don't know the virtual currency in Final Fantasy, but do they have to like pay to get in, or is it like one of those like like free?
1: It's one of those. It's free, basically.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be like wait a second because the game's like sixty-ish bucks plus the DLC, plus if you want to get like all that stuff, and they're like, hey. Want to come and see our set? I'd be like, yeah, that, that would be like, hmm, cool. Interesting. So have you ever done like something on Second Life or VR Chat or just, just Final Fantasy 14's where your where your jam's at?
1: Uh right now Final Fantasy 14 is my home, so I haven't tried it anywhere else yet.
0: And at the end, if you ever want to give like your 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 username on Final Fantasy, you're more than welcome to, because I, I want I want to see that venue fill up to the max and you're like, yeah, this is at max capacity, oh, yeah. that no one can fill up anymore, so, you're, you're gonna crash the server. So an,
1: an interesting update right now is uh, they enabled a data center traveling, mm-hmm. so you can go from one server to another. And it's really cool Like seeing new people come in and see my music.
0: Oh wow, so you're having people from like around the world come and check you out.
1: Um, not exactly. I wish. That'd be awesome. But <laughs> there's three main servers in North America and you're able to like cross in and out of it and visit other places too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: All right. I mean, that's, to me, that's, <laughs> again, to me, so to the this is to the audience. A big reason I started this episode was just because I saw that set. I'm like, I want to see... That to me is super freaking interesting, and I but I wanted I wanted to bring in more DJs to like give their input on on this, but you are the biggest reason I wanted to start this to do this episode. So thank you for existing. As I'm, all I'm gonna say, Jojo. Thank you. All That's right.
1: like the nicest thing everyone ever said. So
0: <laughs> well, I'm trying to be nice so you can come back and and I can and I can have more more guests. Okay.
1: Yeah, no problem. Man.
0: It's it's t- it's give and take. So fucking enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. All right. So I have a question for Yram now. YRAM, darling. Yes, yeah. Oh, there you are. So we were talking about virtual virtual DJing and I've mostly seen your stuff on Twitch. But yeah. I do know that you've played, that you started playing more live shows recently, right?
2: Yeah, I've been starting to play a couple more recently. Um, you know, I took sort of an extended hiatus that everybody took during the pandemic. Of course. Uh, when it came to DJing in person. But I am starting to get um, a few more gigs now, getting back into it. Um, I played at the DNA lounge recently yeah. at um, one of Michael Lou's uh, secret psychedelia parties that he has there um, in the back room. That was a ton of fun. Um, my friend and the leader of uh, the DJ crew I'm in, uh, Captain Hertz, got me that gig. Um, that was fun. And then also, next weekend, I am going to be playing at the Northern Knights Music Festival um, all the way up outside of Garberville. And I'm excited about that because that's my first, like, festival gig.
0: First um, ever festival. So,
2: yeah.
0: Hey, dude, congratulations, man. Thank you. Hey, I, I My question to you, too, is what, what do you find as the main... I mean, besides the... Besi- okay, this is going to probably be, like, self-explanatory, but what's the main difference that you feel between your like playing on Twitch versus playing a live set at a, at a, at a club besides the people, I obviously.
2: guess the biggest difference is when I'm playing on Twitch because I'm like at home and I'm using my own equipment. I'm, you know, using my own sort of like setup for everything. Um, I've got my laptop. I've got access to like the internet and everything. Um, I feel a lot more sort of relaxed and kind of in control um, is one of the big ones playing on Twitch uh just because
0: it's literally basically your, I feel like like I'm, your internet stuff you know, i'm performing for sorry it's like your internet's like you're i i know you're paying for your like your high high So you're like it should not fuck up because i'm literally control yeah like you said you're in control of all of this of this shit
2: yeah absolutely yeah um and then the other thing i guess that's cool about twitch is um i find it really fun while DJing on Twitch, to like watch the sort of Twitch chat come in too. Um, that's one of the best parts because, you know, when you're playing live in a venue, um, it's loud out there. You can s- visually see people enjoying stuff, but sometimes people will try to talk to you while you're DJing and they're just like yelling in your ear and they're like, you know, distracting you from like what's actually going on versus on Twitch, you can see people, you know, saying like all kinds of ridiculous things in Twitch chat. Uh, and it's just a lot of fun. I,
0: I don't know if you've ever read it, but I, on one of your Twitch chats, I was saying like, I'm throwing you my panties and you're just like, you just kept DJing like, all right, cool.
3: <laughs> oh,
2: I think I remember that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so like, how I was, so how do you deal with that when someone's trying to talk to you on like your actual live set? Uh, It doesn't happen
2: to me too often.
0: You just ignore people like
2: that? Um, I try not to ignore people, but I'm a little bit hard of hearing already. Ah. So sometimes people will come up to me and ask me something, and I'll just sort of like smile and nod at them while I'm trying to DJ. And usually that's kind of fine, um, just because usually it's not, you know, something too urgent for them, I guess. Um, when I was doing a lot more kind of house parties and kind of like fret parts and stuff like that. Uh, I would field a lot more requests from people uh, just because that's probably more of an appropriate venue to actually request songs from a DJ. Um, And, you know, sometimes you can actually, you know, fulfill those requests. Sometimes you can't. Um, Depends on, like, what kind of files you have on your computer, especially this was, like, around, like, 10, eight ish years ago, so it was a little bit harder. Like, they didn't have... Direct streaming from like Spotify uh-huh. for DJ software back then. They didn't have like you know direct streaming from Beatport, um, which, yeah, those are super convenient tools.
0: So if someone so if someone comes up to you and is like, "Hey, do you support Kony 2012?" and you're just like, you smile and nod, and they're just like, you're just like, they're like, "Oh my god, what the fuck is wrong with you?"
2: <laughs> uh, I don't think
0: that's ever happened to me. Uh, I hope not. They're like, would you sign my petition for yeah. stem cell research? And you're just like, you're, you just shake your head no. You're like, how dare you? <laughs> just walk away all pissed <laughs> off and be like, they write like something on Yelp. Like, oh, this DJ is an asshole. He doesn't want to st- support stem cell oh research. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Lucy, we we, 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 we want to hear from you. I did a lot of research on you as well. And I found out you're the co-founder of your own live show called Does It Bang? right
3: yeah it's i mean it's a it's kind of a crew slash collective that me and my like creative partner nick drexler started it's it's a live party like we have a club night but we also had um a big twitch presence during lockdown we have um i guess you could call it a record label like we've put out a comp and we're working on a second one uh and we've like organized takeover stages at festivals and stuff so it's yeah, it's all of those things. It's kind of our our collective, if you will.
0: How would you get this started? Like uh, like did did it was it like your idea? Was it there the other person's idea?
3: Yeah, so um before Desert Bang, I was most closely involved with um Flower Shop, which is like a breakcore collective in the Bay Area. And um I met Nick through Flower Shop parties. Okay, so
0: Lucy, how how did you get How did you get, it? like, how did, does it bang started?
3: Yeah, so uh, my partner, Nick Drexler, my creative partner, and I um, met each other through the Breakcore Crew flower shop, which is based in San Francisco. And we both, like, loved hard music, but we were also both, like, the silliest people at the party. And we were kind of, like, like, we started hanging out together. He had never been a DJ and so started coming over to my house and kind of learning to DJ in my living room. And we would like show each other all these bangers from uh, like record labels, you know, like in the UK and things like that. And we got offered um, a free weekday night, like a Thursday night at our local venue, bricks, Five Eighty One in Oakland. Um, they're an amazing venue. And they were like, do you want to like throw a party here? And we'd, I mean, I've been throwing parties forever with other crews, but I've never like spearheaded my own. Um, and we just wanted it to really be a vibe of like what we were doing—like hanging out in someone's living room, like just listening to bangers and being silly and having a good time. Um, and we always made like we wanted a place where we could like showcase people who had never DJ'd before. Um, All the way up to like really established DJs who maybe like felt really pigeonholed by a certain genre and they could come to our party and play something different Mm -hmm. than like what they're usually booked to play or expected to play. And so it's always been a multi-genre party when people, you know, are like, okay, well, what should I play? We always say like, there's only one rule, like you have to bring your dance floor bangers. So like whatever genre you play, you have to bring your just like hardest partiest bangers to the party, like all killer, no filler. (laughs) <laughs> hmm. And so that was kind of the ethos of of starting the party. And it was just the two of us. And then it slowly grew and we had people who wanted to join us. And now we have a collection of resident DJs. Um, and we got really popular in the UK mm-hmm. through uh, being part of some like online Facebook groups. And a couple of my mixes were featured in uh, Ireland and in London. Oh, nice. And I would say that we're probably more popular over there than we are here in the Bay. <laughs> But, but yeah, like we it was it's our happy place. It's like the place where we get away from all of the like grown-up stuff that we have to do uh, and just get to have fun. And our parties always have like silly themes, and I like wear costumes and we have like ridiculous flyers and things like that. It's really all centered around like fun and like anything can bang if the person who's playing it really loves it and is thinking about like what gets a dance floor going. Like every genre can have bangers.
0: Dude, I wanna bring in like 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 afro, afro beat music and just like with a bunch of congos and just start like, yeah, motherfucker. No one starts dancing. I'm like, I don't give a fuck, fuck y'all, y'all. I'm, I'm dancing to this shit.
3: People so- will dance. If you are <laughs> having a good time, people will dance.
0: Yeah, I, I, I need to go to does it bang. It sounds really, really fun.
1: Yeah,
3: that's really
1: cool. <laughs> I love to play there one day. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's yeah. it's it's really fun. Um, our Twitch streams were also really fun. Like like I really resonate with that whole like the the Twitch chat is just so unique. It's such a unique experience. Like I personally prefer playing for a live dance floor, but there was something so special and fun. And you know we'd have like people from Australia and people from uh, Poland. And people from all over, you know, the UK, like coming to these streams and all hanging out together, uh, and that's just—it's really special.
0: So whenever you have your next Twitch stream, I promise to throw my pant- virtual panties at you too. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, we kind of we kind of stopped doing the streams once lock. I mean, lockdown kind of ended. Like in the UK, especially, like they like COVID doesn't exist there, even though a lot of people get it. Uh, so once people started going back out to parties, we kind of stopped doing the streaming thing. Um, but if we ever go back into a lockdown, we'll definitely be there. <laughs> well, let's not
0: hope for that. Cause I, I like, uh, yeah. I like, I like going outside the, the house and just, you know, at least being able to explore the forest. Yeah. When you, when you play your sets, you, you play every single, does it bang, right? Cause you're, yeah,
3: I, I usually play, uh, I've been doing, what I do is I like to do a lot of back-to-back sets. Okay. Um, so that like because when I play out, like when I get booked by somebody else and I'm getting paid or whatever, you know, like I, I kind of fine tune a set and I I know what I'm doing, but like at my party, I really love the, the fact that you can't predict anything in a back to back. Like you can kind of say like, okay, maybe this range of BPM or this range of genres, but you can't predict what your partner is going to do. And so I love that. And it forces me to like play a different style each party and to just like do something fun and so I can't remember the last time I played a desert bang on my own I almost always do a back-to-back with somebody um, in the in the local scene
0: and when you play your sets do you usually play like remixes that people kind of already know? Cause like, I'm assuming you have a gigantic, like f- gigantic relative is relatively speaking, but like you have a gigantic fan base and they're like, we want to hear Like, you know, a, when, a, when you go to like a live, like, I don't know, for, for me, like a rock show, like people are like, I want to hear free bird. Or are you the person who does mostly like freestyles? Like, no, fuck this. You're not, you're not going to see something old. You're going to see something brand new in every single one of your sets.
3: Somewhere in the middle. Um, okay. There's certainly things that, like, I'm known for playing that not a lot of other people play that I know people want to hear, like, Donk. Yeah, um, I always yes. joke that I'm, like... I always joke that I'm the most popular female Donk DJ in America because I think I might be one of the only like, female Donk DJs in America. Um, but, but, yeah, so that's, like, something that, like... I know people want to hear, and they want to hear, like, remixes of... Like, the, there's a few songs that I, like tend to be known for playing remixes of but i also like i don't get like 90 percent of my music does not come from beatport it comes from soundcloud it comes it's like bootlegs it comes from bandcamp sometimes i still use soul seek like shout out to anybody who knows what that is um, <laughs> so so my music kind of already isn't predictable because i'm downloading stuff that's not out on mainstream labels a lot of it's like artist distributed Uh, and so I try to do a blend of like stuff that I know people like or expect but also like I play whatever I want Um, and that's the beauty of both throwing your own party but also being known as a multi-genre DJ because like a lot of people will create different personas for different styles of music they do I know that's really popular Mm. Um, but like not me like when you book me like you don't if I get booked to play a jungle party, I'm going to play jungle. Like, I'm going to do it in my style, you know? But, like, for the most part, when you book me, it's like, I'm going to show up and do whatever I want. Most of my sets start somewhere in the 140 BPM range, mm-hmm. and they will end at 200 BPMs. And, like, show I will just take out. you oh, my God. <laughs> on that journey. Um, and so, yeah, it is, is a little bit like assault. Like, you're just, you're stuck on the ride, and you can't get off. Like, <laughs> But, but in a really like fun way and I think people enjoy that because it's different. Um, and I enjoy it because it means I get to, I don't have to be like, oh this time I'm only gonna play this kind of music. Like I get to play whatever I want.
0: I think that's really cool that like, there's a difference between like, you know, like a, at a rock show versus like a like a DJ set. Like you don't know what the, the for, a de- for like an EDM show, you really don't know what they're gonna play unless they're like those super established like, l- like record label company like like DJs. But like unless you're like a DJ like you or like Yram or even OMG JoJo, we none of the audience really doesn't know what you're gonna play. So just like yeah, like you said, you could play whatever you want versus like a rock show or a metal show. Like they're they're stuck playing their songs that like that that are already established. Like no, I'm gonna play, uh, burn the fetus or whatever the hell you want to call it. Like you can't you you I like the fact that you guys have the ability to
3: pretty much do
0: whatever the hell you want is, is am I right for saying you can do whatever the hell you want or is it like no you still have to follow some conventions of like blah blah oh, yeah, blah
1: absolutely yeah I would say I do the uh, bait and switch tactic like I would play something the crowd recognizes and I'd play something of my own and they'd be really into it. So it's a little bit of give and take during your Dj set sometimes.
0: Well, you sound like a dick. You're the whole like you're the one who pulls out the freaking uh the rug from under us underneath someone's feet. And you're like, what yeah. do with the fuck? They're ready to party to like uh turn down for what, and then you start playing like never gonna give you up. And you're like, really? Come on. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: Yeah. So in Final Fantasy, like I I would do like a meme where I would play like a mashup of a uh, WAP and everyone knows WAP, of course. But then I would play a, tr- like a house or a trance remix, and they would just love it. <laughs> So it's is really essentially like just like trusting your crowd and then letting that crowd go on that journey with you for the music that you do like.
3: I played a Twitch stream uh once and I did 45 minutes of all WAP remixes.
0: Oh my god, that sounds <laughs> fucking annoying. But I, I like in a that. good
3: way. <laughs> it was amazing. It's amazing. Actually, one of my most listened to mixes on SoundCloud, which I'm always surprised that this is true, but one of my most popular mixes is a 45 minute mix of all remixes of "Toxic" by Britney Spears, and people love it. It's I was like, this is like a joke, but it's they they. I mean, there are a lot of bangers in there too. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> Actually, I think my girlfriend's the one who showed me the the the, the toxic remix. I'm like, oh fuck! Like, I was listening to 45 minutes, like, is this the same fucking song? It's like, no, 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 this is pretty much different. I'm like, are you fucking with me? Like, I'm I'm trying to read a fucking book over here, and I'm just listening to. I'm, I'm I started to sing it to myself, I'm like. Nah, nah. Na, na, na. Anyways,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up a little bit because I, I want to hear your guys' personal experiences on on some things like I want to hear like for example Yram what was your most memorable experience like it could be like because it was funniest liveliest something like happened that to the crowd that you were just like it it stuck to you and it like sends those, um, those 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 that dopamine to your brain do you have any anything like that going on in your your head.
2: Uh, as far as, like, performing-wise, or...?
0: Memorable performance-wise, yeah, anything yeah. memorable. What happened? Let me think, um...
2: I would say... One time like that that I really loved is um, a few years back. Um, I actually got booked a couple times to play at the Synthwave party. Mm -hmm. Um, in the city at the cat club called Neon Black, which unfortunately no longer happens. Um, But it was a pretty fun time, Um, and just a really great moment happened at one point when I was, you know, just kind of in the zone and not really like, you know, too concerned about, uh, I guess. Whether or not people were sort of enjoying the set, because I knew we were kind of in the back room, and there were definitely people there that I could see that were dancing that um, I was happy about. But the guy who booked the party uh, came up to me and he was like, Hey, man, you've got almost everybody in this nightclub in this room and like dancing and like, you know, having a wonderful time right now. Like, you know, you're doing super good. I'm, you know, happy about this. Like, keep playing these bangers right now.
0: And I was Aww. like, Shit, you know, that feels really good. So someone's definitely giving like the pat on the back. You're like, <laughs>
2: Yeah. (laughs) Exactly.
0: What about you, Lucy? What about like what was the most memorable like set you've ever played in your life that like still sends chills down your spine? If you have a spine. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I I don't understand.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's so interesting. Like I have a I have a few sets that really stick out as being like memorable and important and I kinda listen to them and can relive those moments. Um you know definitely like playing at the like my gigs in the uk is like really memorable and amazing and the crowd there just like goes off like their rave scene is so hard it's so yeah. amazing um and then a couple of like really cool undergrounds here where like a bunch of djs who i have admired for you know 15 years all watched me play and i was so nervous and i played um, one of the best sets of my life you know like that's it was that's life or death. Memorable.
0: it was definitely um, for death right there huh Huh? It was definitely life or death right there, huh? Like playing in front of
3: your yeah. like your, your your. I almost, I almost threw up in the bathroom before that set. Like oh. I was so nervous, <laughs> but it ended up being one of the best sets I played. I think the most memorable thing that like I like I've seen um, was at this last year's this this past year's Bang Face um, festival in the UK. It wasn't even during my set, but my crew had a takeover, and one of the things we're really known for is kind of like. We memes like we we memify a lot of things, and so like we've had a beans party, a crab party, like we've had really silly themes, Bean-y a corn party. party, and like these have become memes. And I was watching the crowd during the set right after mine. I had just finished, and I'm still up there with the next DJ. And there's this really popular DJ, Jack is it, in the kind of happy hardcore community, it's, like amazing, just like one of the most talented producers out there. And I watch him open legitimately a can of Heinz beans and start eating it in the crowd during the set and like everybody's (laughs) losing their shit and it just it was just like so like funny and magical and i was like we've really done something interesting and weird and cool with like the rave experience like it's the moments like that where you see the crowd really buying into whatever your thing is that you do and just like loving it and embracing it including like really serious really popular producers and djs and stuff just like (laughs) really letting go and having a good time um uh i don't know if you guys know who sherelle is she's a really big up and coming footwork jungle producer and like at the end of my set there she had she told me that i it was her favorite set that she saw at bang face Aww. so that's like you know hero worship status like stuff when stuff like that happens like it doesn't matter how big you are when somebody that you idolize is into it like that's the best feeling in the world
0: so when not if when you write your memoir that's definitely <laughs> something you're going to put in like the, like the like the middle of the ch- like the middle of your book, like this was the my magnum opus of of the of the night or of your whole life.
3: Yeah, I mean, like those experiences are something that you don't get in any other aspect of your life. Um, you know, what I do for my main job is really rewarding, but there's you don't have that same experience like you do in music.
0: Fuck, dude, I, that's something I want to have. Like, I want to have like Maynard from Tool be like, "Hey, Dan, you're." Uh, your face is pretty of like oh thanks thanks Mia. i don't know man I, I i i always heard it's not good to like meet your heroes but to hear that like you met your hero i don't know if they're your hero but like you met your hero and they were like your kick ass oh my god yeah I, i'm pretty sure also, I just, like they're soul. just
3: people and we forget that like they're also ravers who love rave music and you know i'm sure there's some like big name dj producers whatever who are just doing it like for the money and to go through the motions but i think 90% of the people even the big label people making music are doing it because they love it and and who doesn't love to hear a really dope set right um so yeah i think they, they're just they're just like really awesome generally humans that you meet when you meet your quote unquote heroes i guess
0: I can't imagine. Dude. I I mean I there was one time I'm just gonna go on a quick tangent because I, I just remember this when you were saying like your hero story. I met George Lucas at a restaurant, and my dad was I was with my dad and like I heard I heard the, the, the guy's voice talk like this. I'm like who, that sounds like George Lucas, and I looked over and it was George Lucas sitting at a table with two of his other friends, and I'm like dude that's George fucking Lucas like he's he made Indiana Jones and in Star Wars, and my dad was like who the f-? like my my dad he's he's the kind of guy who was like. I don't give a fuck man like I am just going to go drink and shit like uh, who gives a fuck man uh, he, he's 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 Colombian as fuck so he, he doesn't he does, does not give a shit but he's like Hey Emma, hey are you George Lucas? Like, hey yo, are you? And like, I'm like, Dad, stop! And he's like, No, 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 shut up, Daniel. It's, it's, it's fine, it's fine. Hey George Lucas! And then like, I, I swear to God, I tackled my dad to the ground. I'm like, Shut the fuck up! And George Lucas like got up, and was like, Oh my God, they're getting in a fight. I'm like, No, no, no! So I, I, I ran to the car. I was like, Oh my God, did I just tackle my dad in front of George Lucas? And, and then apparently my dad said like he had to pee because he was like drinking a fuck ton of beers. And then George Lucas came in and started pissing next to my dad. And he's like. Hey man, you're you you are you are the guy who made uh, Indiana Jones, right? He's like, yeah. He's like, I fucking love your movie, man. He's like, oh, thanks. And he's just like, okay, have a good day. And he started peeing. He's like, hey, Dan, your look is really nice. I'm like, you just met one of my like one of the fucking awesomest directors in the world, and you just said like, whatever. I I I, I can't imagine that that you actually got to experience it in a positive light. I experienced mine in like a negative light with, with tackling my father. Ah, oh, I missed that. I I wish I wish I didn't tackle him now. Now, Jojo, okay, stop me from talking. Talk about your okay. me- most memorable experience. So, I would say my
1: memorable experience was very recent. Actually, it was probably like last week. Oh, fun! Fourth of July weekend. Yeah. So, I had a. I don't know if I'm supposed to say it, but I had ingested
0: something. Let's say. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you're on you're on Days in the Sturd Podcast. We've ingested worse. Yeah, can. dude, we we don't give a shit. Okay.
1: Yeah, so okay. I ingested shrooms. Fuck yeah. And it was probably like five or six grams worth. Ooh. Okay. And it was, it was my it was my first time too. Like I had Ooh. to eyeball it and everything. And Jesus, man, you're while, too brave. Yeah, so while I was on it like I don't know, like, time had, like, stopped. I was supposed to play a set at around, like, 10 o'clock. Fuck. And it, it was at a... It was at a venue called Tunnel. Sure. And it was... it So it was based off, like, you know, our actual New York venue that used to be open. And they recreated it in Final Fantasy. Oh. Yeah, so it was, like, a rusty warehouse type of... T- type of venue. The so best then, place like, to have a venue at. yeah. So then, like, you know how we talked out earlier about, like, you know, being nervous? That was intensified when I was on it, right?
0: No and, shit, dude.
1: Fuck. Yeah. It, I, I was basically, like, just battling, like, my own demons and all this, like, self-doubt and nervousness within <laughs> me. And I was telling the manager of the venue, it's like, is it okay if I play early? It's like, no, no, no. Everyone's not here yet. We just got to wait another like 30 minutes and that was like such a hard 30 minutes because I was like oh my god what am I supposed to do so then I, I called my friend I'm like yo it's like I'm about to like play a set scene but like I had taken all this shit it was like yo man so like, you're, you're gonna be fine you're gonna kill it I was like I, I don't know man but I know I really love you that's all I want to say <laughs> so it was, sort of like he was giving me a pep talk but not really and he was just lo- just like laughing at me because I took my troops so then so then like you know it's finally time for me to play right and I had like set up everything and I was telling myself it's like you know what it's like I'm probably gonna fuck this up but it's like whatever I'm gonna have fun and have a really good time and I hope people can see that on Twitch they don't know that I took something but you know (laughs) so then I go and do my set and It was fucking wild because I opened up with a hard techno.
0: Oh,
2: God. Already,
1: I went from like 130 BPM to like, you know, 140 to almost 150. And it was so fucking intense. Like, I was feeling really dark and heavy with the music. I was really feeling it. And hour goes by and I was like telling myself, like, oh, my God, I'm actually doing this. And I was looking at my Twitch chat, it's like, yo, Jojo, you're fucking killing it. It's like, I can feel your energy, like, tonight or something like that, like, someone, they were going off. Like, they were just dropping bits and subs and everything. And, like, one, someone on, I have, like, a redeem, and someone on Twitch chat redeemed, like, a live scratch thing, where I just do it for a minute, and I'm like, oh, shit. Fuck. They want me to scratch.
0: You're like, fuck you, dude. Then,
1: so then, I try to scratch, and I'm like, oh my god, I can barely hear it, it's so <laughs> distorted and I hate this sound, I don't want to scratch anymore. And I'm like, I feel really bad because this guy is like looking forward to me to scratch. So I just did it for like 10 seconds and I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. So that I just move on and finish my set. So then like, an hour goes by and I'm like, it's time to like, you know, switch the vibe. So I switch it to psychedelic. That's like, oh my god, this is fucking awesome and it because it felt like to me i was like surfing the waves of the sounds if that makes sense yeah totally. because you know if, if i just stood still there like i can't stay still like i'd probably melt into my carpet so mm-hmm. i just had to like dance with the sounds that i was playing and everything and people were like so into it too i was like holy shit,
3: that's that flow um, state
1: yeah it's that flow state like even exactly. though i was having that almost like a nervous breakdown before i played like I was still like functioning, hitting all my transitions and everything, and and I look back at the video and I'm like, holy shit, it, it looked like I was fine, but I was like, just super into it. In fact, like, it almost enhanced my mixing where I'm able to like learn like, like all these little things where I can get better at. And like afterwards, I turned off the stream, like I, I pretty much cried to myself, it's like that was so intense, and I had like <laughs> talked to a friend about it. No. that's my story,
0: dude. You literally Carlos Santana the shit out of yourself.
3: Uh-huh. I you literally
0: know. Woodstock Carlos Santana the shit out of yourself. Do you do you have uh, any reference of what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, I, I know the story. It's a very old <laughs>
0: reference. It's too. a very old reference for the audience. Uh, basically, Carlos Santana. If you ever watched the Woodstock movie from '69, he took acid thinking his set was later at night but it was like no no you're you're like the next to play and he said that his guitar turned to snakes and he was like praying to god like please please let me hit like like play this music like perfectly and i'll i swear to god i'll never take acid again and he played one of the best sets ever and like even jimmy hendrix afterwards was like dude that was awesome and then like carlos was like i'm tripping so much balls right now and he, jimmy's like okay let's get you some water buddy but dude honestly that's that's intense dude
1: yeah so i would say my dj controller felt like i was flying a nasa spaceship (laughs) (laughs) what what was funny was like it's like these sounds like even though they're like all distorted and everything i'm like yo the volume levels are fine and i look at my dj software i'm like dude like everything is fucking either melting or frozen i'm like all right i have to like beat match everything by ear and hope for the best
0: (laughs) You
3: hey do. y'all just a quick fyi i have about 20 minutes and then i gotta go
0: that's totally fine' we'll, well uh, i'm gonna the, the we're almost finished with up with the questions anyways too and then um we'll'll we'll, we'll we'll send you out on your way thank you again for so much for showing up by the way
3: yeah no problem um
0: it's so the last one uh i have a few more what is your most hated your ha- your your most hated memory of your dj career like you're hated you couldn't you're just like nothing worked i don't know what what the fuck happened just what happened um
2: i think there was one like sorority formal that i played when i was back at davis uh-huh. um and for some reason i was just not feeling too super great that day and when i like got up and started playing uh I just had like a weird like basically a panic attack just came on suddenly like as soon as my set started and you know I don't really know where it came from I didn't really feel that nervous about going out and playing that day but it just happened and I basically just had to sit there and kind of like you know deal with it while I continued to sort of play music at this party and just try to like kind of power through um and I wound up playing, I think, a fine set there. I was able to, you know, continue to just, you know, play, like, the music that people wanted to hear. Um, I even played this weird remix that me and my friend had made at one point, uh, and I saw people kind of react to it, like, what the hell is this? Like, what?
0: <laughs> oh, no.
2: Uh, but they were still dancing, so I guess it worked out. Um, but basically, like, even though the set went fine, I just couldn't enjoy myself in that particular moment. Unfortunately, just because of my state of mind, at it wasn't that day. a vibe. Um, and so it was just it was just kind of a bad vibe overall. Um, thankfully, nothing like that has ever happened again since then. So,
0: yeah. fuck, Lucy. What about you? I
3: and mean, I can't pinpoint a specific moment, but like my like the thing that I like, hate the most. Like, if I had to pick something, is like showing up to a venue and the gear is just like old and broken down. And like for a long time, I used to just like, I have a DDJ 400 controller Mm -hmm. it's really compact. It's one of the controllers I have and I would just like bring it to gigs with my computer because at least it was like predictable. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, you know, when you show up and like the, the decks don't link or, you know, like one of them just throws you onto an emergency loop, like with, with no warning, um I can't read your usbs right like i just like i'm i'm a little bit of a control freak when it comes to that stuff of course uh i'm a, i'm a virgo and so i like Same. to like know what i'm working with it doesn't happen very often and and i got really good about asking ahead of time like what's the gear so that i can know and plan for it but like i'm a i wouldn't say i'm a technical dj but i'm like i would like to mix really fast and i like to use hot cues and, and trigger points and things like that and so when I'm playing on like ancient gear, it's just I have to play a very different set than I usually play. Um, but you know, I've still had good sets doing that. It's just like, you have to adjust and that's, you know, fun. you like to be in your comfort zone, so.
0: <laughs> I can't, have, I, I I feel the whole on the control freak thing. You're like, if it doesn't work out, I'm going to fucking flip. And if it, if it if it if it does work out, great. But if I can't make it work out right now, here and now, I'm I'm probably gonna go start like start a fire in the bathroom.
3: <laughs> not the <laughs> end of the world, but you know it's not the most fun experience. Jojo, what about you, bud?
1: I would say for me, it's just technical difficulties. Like if uh, you know, because I'm usually you know doing this virtually, and I had to get a new computer for it because like you know my RAM was just burning out and. I just couldn't do the set and I was like really disappointed in myself and I it felt like I let a lot of people down But like, you know, they were cool with it. So That's
0: that Well, all right, well, that's (laughs) At least I at least it wasn't like hey my my set caught on fire (laughs) There's a bright side (laughs) to it at least Yeah, and all right, we're down to our last three questions. Um Let's start with Mm, eeny, meeny, miny, Lucy. Can you describe your DJ persona? What is your base face? Who is that? Who is Lucy Stoner?
3: Um, she's just me in party mode. Like there is no acting, you know, again, like when people ask like, you know, how do you have your stage presence? Like there, it's there's no act, there's no, like that's just me enjoying the crap out of life and out of music and if you ever see me dance to somebody else's set it it's virtually the same as when I'm up on stage DJing like it's just an exuberance that comes with the love of brave music and the love of the dance floor um and so that bass face that I love to make whenever I hear something filthy it's the same when I'm playing as it is if I'm you know listening to someone else play something that I love um you know obviously like Lucy Stoner, as opposed to like Stephanie, which is, you know, me um, is a lot more like kind of free and like that's a place where you can let go of like I said, like kind of all the the worries and the adulting stuff that you generally have to deal with. Um, Like in my personal life, I'm a mom and a professor. You know, my students are always like what? You're a DJ? And I'm like, yeah, it's almost like we have lives outside of our jobs. Um, (laughs) But yeah, she's just Stephanie in party mode and just really, really, like, being in the moment um, when you're playing music or when you're on a dance floor or when you're even just, like, kind of listening to bangers with your friend in your living room, you know? It's that it's that vibe of of just being totally and fully, like, present and in the moment with the music.
0: Fuck, dude. That... So I'm, I'm glad to hear that, like, there is no difference between you and you and your per your other persona your 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 jekyll and your mr hyde i'm glad it's yeah. like no that is your jekyll and mr hyde
3: yeah it's like it's me with the permission to be a little more playful uh and a little less responsible
0: <laughs> that's i mean that's fucking good to hear man and let's do jojo no, fuck yeah. it. Let's do Yram. Fuck, fuck you, Jojo. Okay. Let's do y- <laughs> Yram. Is there a difference? Be- is there a difference between your DJ persona, your bass face, and your normal person, everyday Joe Schmo guy? Did that make sense? Um, Did I make? Yeah, difference? that makes sense. Thank you. I don't think
2: there's really much of a difference for me either. Um, I think, especially when it comes to DJing. Um, the philosophy that i sort of try to ascribe to is that um you're there to play music for people to have a good time too and it should really be about them you know having a good time and like you know dancing and enjoying things with their friends um and it's a good bit less sort of about uh you know people going out to see like you know some a musical artist that they like you know idolize or something like that Mm -hmm. um which you know leads me to not necessarily think that I should have for DJing at least um a different persona than myself um for other genres of music like I can understand why that would be something you would want to do like especially for like metal like you want to have kind of a big persona up on stage up there because um, it's sort of about that kind of like
0: life that now. sort of feeling you know yeah. yeah and what about you jojo do you do you have a is there anything different between you and and OMG Jojo
1: I would say no damn would... all of you
0: are the same fuck
1: yeah <laughs> but I would say when I'm performing it's more like raw and emotional cause I like taking people on a journey with me so
0: so you're the never ending story yeah uh, <laughs> Lucy's the Hulk and uh, YRAM is like uh... Paul think of a superhero quick Captain America. Captain YRM is Captain fucking America. I love it. All right, last two oh, questions yeah. for you real quick before we, before we head out. What advice would you give someone who's getting into DJing and what's the best way someone can support their favorite DJ?
2: I guess for the first part, um, the best advice that I could give to new DJs is the most sort of important thing about DJing is really kind of knowing the songs that you're playing um, pretty well. Because if you sort of can get a good sense of like the structure of a song that you're playing, then you'll know kind of instinctively like how to mix it into other songs and like how to sort of craft like a fun DJ set with it. Um, I'm a little bit guilty of going in and playing DJ sets with songs that I haven't listened to sometimes. Uh, at least not listen to like the song all the way through, and sometimes I'd struggle a little bit with you know getting the set to kind of fit better together. So as long as you're playing songs that you know you really like and you kind of like know pretty well, then that's going to make all of the other kind of technical parts of that DJing a lot easier for you. Um, and then as far as supporting your favorite DJ or sort of local DJs. Um, the best way to do it is to just go out to their shows and just be there and be, you know, present. Um, and, you know, maybe like post about social media to it or like tell your friends you're going and invite people you know. Um, that really is kind of the best thing to do,
0: yeah. All right, all right, all right. Good answer, good answer, good answer. What about, let's go with JoJo. What do you, what do you, what about you? What do you say about giving your advice and the best way to support your DJ?
1: Uh, my advice is mainly to have fun with it, and whatever catches your ear, and whatever like makes you feel good or a certain way, like you collect that music, and you look into other artists and find something similar that you like about it, and then eventually, once you have this collection of like similar sounds and you know genres, you're able to piece piece everything together, kind of thing.
3: Okay. And yeah. what about you, Lucy? Um, My answer is probably going to be a little long-winded, so I'm going to like break it up into sections. So <laughs> as far as advice, uh, I think there's technical advice for being a DJ, and then there's kind of like social, like promotion advice for being a DJ. So when it comes to technical stuff, I think what these other DJs have said is really important. Like love your tracks, love what you're doing, have fun. like your energy is infectious, even if it's like not on stage, even just like when you're making a mix, like people, like a a studio mix at home, like people can feel if you're like in your flow state and liking what you're doing. And so I think that's really important. Um, I think like another piece of sort of technical advice um, as far as DJing is concerned, is to like learn your equipment um, and know what you can, like how you can use what you can use. So a lot of people say like, oh, you're not a real DJ if you're not beat matching, if you're using the sync. I say fuck that. Like if you're, especially if you're a newer DJ and like syncing, like a DJ is a selector, first and foremost. They're mm-hmm. selecting music that people want to hear. That's what the original DJs, you know, like were doing, um, you know, at, like Jamaican like dance hall parties and sound flashes and stuff. They were selectors. Uh, So yeah, like if sync allows you to make a mix that's more interesting, use it, but also learn how to beat match so that when sync doesn't work for your track, you know, you can do that too. So, but like, I think not worrying about what other people think about your technical abilities and instead just playing music the way it sounds good to you, like people gravitate towards that, um, that energy. So you know, don't don't be afraid to learn your gear, but also don't be afraid to start DJing even if you don't know every technical aspect of DJing. We'll as see. far as like per, like on the becoming a DJ who can play gigs side, right? I get asked this question a lot when I do kind of panels like this and stuff, like especially from like younger kids, like how do I get gigs? How do I get break into the scene? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people do things like just kind of like mass Put, promote their stuff to record labels or to promoters. They send a, I, you know, I get messages all the time for does a thing like, hey, I've heard of your party. It sounds really cool. Here's a mix of mine. And like, not that that's bad, but like, I usually respond with things like, have you been to the party? Like, do you know what the vibe is? Have you seen one of our streams? Um, my best advice is like network based on your interests and being genuinely curious. So like the way I ended up becoming kind of popular in the UK was not because I spammed my mixes out there. Um, It was because I joined a Facebook group for kind of this like hard, silly, it's called hard, silly mental music group Um, and was just like interested in what these DJs were doing and would send them private messages like, oh my God, this latest release is crazy. Like tell me about it. And we would talk and then through that made these networks of people who wanted to not only book me, but like share my music and, and put it out there. And so I think organic networking based on genuine curiosity and interest is always more effective than trying to hit big promoters that you don't really know. Um, and and become part of your local racing scene or your international racing, scene, whatever your scene is, right? Like become a active member Um, And this leads into the second question, which is like, how do you support your favorite DJs? Mm -hmm. And like, my number one answer is like, gas your favorite DJs up. It's free. It literally costs nothing. It makes you feel good. And a lot of people are always embarrassed. Like, oh, am I like hero worshiping? Am I gonna make them feel... Dude, we love that. I love somebody coming up to me and being like, that set was amazing. I loved it so much. I danced my ass off. Like. Gas people up. It feels good for you. It feels good for them. Um, and it's way more encouraging than you think it is. Um, and it will also create those social networks that you would then use to say, get gigs or to get your stuff out there and promoted. Um, so I warned you that it would be long winded. But otherwise, <laughs> I agree with what all these guys said like, go out to the shows listen to the mixes, follow them on SoundCloud, share their stuff on social media. Like, when I like something, I'm sharing it. You like you know, it? I'm tagging my favorite artists when I drop their new release in my mix, like, and you would be surprised how many times I have big name producers hit me up. Like, I don't know if you guys know who Wookie is. Um, he plays, he's like big on the festival scene. Like, I talk with him on Instagram all the time because I love his edits and I play them. And like, slowly over time, he noticed, and like, you know, he has like, 85,000 followers on Instagram, but he's just a dude who's making music and loves to hear when DJs like playing his stuff.
0: I mean, okay, so how do I buy a tank top from you and how do I like get like a tattoo of your, your shit on my fucking eyebrow? Cause, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that that that's actually a, that's actually, all, all, all three of you had fantastic answers. I, I expected something di- very different, but like getting this, I'm like, okay, this, Okay, this is a, this is definitely a, a great way to help you like help even you guys out too like hey, how do, how do you guys get your names out there? And actually that's that's my that's one of my last questions. Um what's the best way that my audience or the audience around the world can help support you guys and where can we find your music? So let's start with um Lucy, let's let let end it off with and with a banger. Lucy, <laughs> how do we... If you would
3: like to hear more of my bangers, you can know. No,
0: yeah, no, um, no go, go ahead. Promote it. We're here, that's what we're here for. you would like to perfect hear more transition. of my bangers. That's a perfect uh, transition. So I
3: have two kind of online presences that people can follow. So one is Lucy Stoner, which is my music. Um, I'm just Lucy Stoner on SoundCloud. That's where I post all of my mixes and things like that. Um, and then I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Lucy Stoner Bangs. Uh... <laughs> and then also follow does it bang so where i think just does it bang on on instagram. twitch but on soundcloud and on facebook and on instagram where does it bang us or does it bang us uh, and so does it bang is like where you can find out about like all of our parties and if you know we're putting out you know New music, new mixes, highlighting mixes, things like that, and then Lucy Stoner is more like my own individual DJ presence. But but both SoundClouds are really active. Um, Does it bang is a great place to hear a lot of like interesting international music as well. We have a lot of international DJs who, and we both and they also have YouTube presences as well from like when we were doing streams and stuff. Uh, so yeah, Lucy Stoner or Lucy Stoner bangs and Does It Bang slash Does It Bang US. Okay,
0: okay. What about you uh, YRAM? Uh, where? Do, how oh. do
3: we support you and how? Do, where do we
0: find your music? So wait, can
3: I add? I'm sorry, can I no. add one more thing?
0: Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
3: <laughs> we, got, we throw a free party. It's once a month at Bricks on a Thursday. It used to be every second Thursday, but it changes now. But if you go on Instagram or go on Facebook, you'll find it and it's free. It's always on a Thursday night. Uh, and it's always multi-genre.
0: I can't wait to go. I cannot, I, I'm definitely going to the next one. I'm, I will not get food poisoning this time. I swear to God, I, will, I won't find, I won't go look for my brand of cigarettes, I promise.
3: It's July 21st and uh, the theme this time is teeth. Even though I tried to object to this theme, but like we do it democratically and we let people vote and the people wanted teeth. So it's a teeth theme party.
0: Teeth like T-E-E-T-H like your, your dentist? Yes, like teeth. Like dentist teeth. <laughs> Yes. Uh, alright, <laughs> you, you heard it here first everybody, there's gonna be a teeth party if you're in the Bay Area on the 21st, whenever this episode comes out, hopefully it comes out before then, uh, there's gonna be a teeth party that Lucy Stoner's gonna be at. You can go give her a high five and you can go literally get an ear, ear infection from her set. <laughs> alright, YRAM, what about you, boss? How do we support you and how do we find your music?
2: So the best way to support me um, is streaming my music on, you know, either buying it on Bandcamp or streaming it on Spotify. It's on YouTube Music. Um, I put pretty much all of my stuff out through the EMP Radio record label. Uh, So you can look it up. It's uh, EMP Radio on Bandcamp. Um, They're also EMP Radio. You can buy it on Beatport, any of the shops. Um, I've got a couple of songs on compilations with them, and I put out an EP uh, in November last year of like six tracks. Um, and I have another two-song EP coming out sometime, hopefully in August with them too. Um, if you want to listen to my mixes, um, I upload a lot of the mixes that I do on their Twitch stream onto YouTube, onto their YouTube channel. Okay. Um, and they, the EMP Radio people host our Demo Derby, Twitch, uh, mini sort of festival concert things that we do every Saturday still, um, usually from either 11 or noon to like midnight. Um, And we also sometimes have Wednesday night shows. Uh, This weekend we're doing a three day long thing because there's actually a compilation of like bass music and dubstep um, that's come out. That's a lot of the crew have put in, you know, a lot of work into super cool songs um i'm not playing this weekend but
0: uh, how dare i you
2: play know. sometimes so
0: how dare you not, be not how dare you the, the audience can't show up and meet you and, and shake your hand and stuff
2: i will be facilitating and kind of stage managing tomorrow morning for the first half of the day so i'll be in push chat for sure
0: go give him a high five i promise you it's not it'll be worth it he's got a nice he's got nice soft hands i promise you i've seen i've seen them myself <laughs> <laughs> and then, last but not least, the one and only JoJo, how do we support your music and how do we find your music?
1: Uh, So I have a SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash omgjojo, but the best way to support me is uh, my Twitch, so twitch.tv slash omgjojo. And also, um, I have a Discord with our DJ crew, it's discord.gg slash terminal6. And we recently came out with a uh, merch, so... I don't Ooh. know if the people can see this, but...
2: Oh... It's audio, but... Ooh, nice. But... Yeah, I know, but,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Paul, what does it look like? Yes. What does it look like?
3: <laughs> I'm describe still in the corner. it in uh, detail. Uh, yeah,
1: describe it in detail, because I can't see shit. <laughs>
3: but,
1: I mean, it's a black and white t-shirt with our logo on it, but we're also doing, like, other art stuff, too, with, uh, you know, the Final Fantasy characters yeah. and, uh... <laughs> Yeah, so if you join our Discord, like, you can see other DJs throughout the week playing in various different venues, not just me, but, like, you know, a bunch of my friends and everything, and we all come together, like, every Tuesday, called uh, Terminal Tuesday, and we have our own uh, venue inside Final Fantasy.
0: So if any of you are dying out there, and you're absolutely Terminal, and you want to go see, no, wait, that's, that's just, insane. okay, wait, cut, <laughs> Paul, cut that, Paul, cut that, uh, uh-huh. no, actually, fuck it, leave it in, leave it in. <laughs> Um, it's lucky. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much again for doing this episode. I was really excited to make it and I'm really happy how it turned out. You guys are absolutely killer people to meet in real life. I've never met some of you, but I, I, I promise I'll try to meet you guys one day. Except for you, Yram. I don't want ever wanna see you again. <laughs> Alright, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Days and Disturbed. My name is Danny de los monstruos. As you know, I'm back. Hello. Again, but goodbye now. Um, you can find us at Days and Disturbed Podcast on our Instagram. We have our tw- our Twitter, or yeah, we have our Twitter at Days and Distur-t, number one. I promised you I will f- one day fix it when I get around to it. So much is going on. I'm making new episodes, blah, 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 blah. We have our Twitch that I swear to God, <laughs> I'll stream something eventually. Paul's looking at me like, dude. Fuck off, man. You you haven't done shit with that. I'll do something with Twitch eventually. And um, yeah. Thank you so much again for everyone who's been checking us out. Uh, follow all of these all of these people. They are really really good people. They're really nice people, as you can tell. All of them are really nice. Follow them. Go back into the episode and listen to them. Blah 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 blah. We gotta go. You so mentioned mm- Silver Tongue Audio. Oh my God, I forgot about Silver Tongue Audio. <laughs> Our editor Paul is the mastermind of all this bullshit. Go over and thank Paul. Tell him his ponytail looks nice. It does. Um, follow him at SilvertongueAudio at Twitter.com.
2: SilvertongueCA, but really it's uh, SilvertongueAudio.org where you can find a whole bunch of other podcasts. Including, including mine!
0: Yours, and Midnight in the Bay,
2: the NPC podcast.
0: And NPC Adventures, which is another fun D&D one. But anyways, we're going to go. Everybody give the give the audience a kiss. Thanks for having us. Wow. <laughs> All <Thank> right. <laughs> Bye, everybody.
3: Silver Tongue Audio.